Thanks for tuning in to the Flourishing Grace Podcast for this conversation of hope, love, and truth. We pray that it blesses you. It is our hope here at Flourishing Grace that you encounter the transformative love of God through real-life stories of trial and victory coupled with the good news, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hope that you enjoy this week's episode. serving in the capacity that you serve. Um, one of the quotes that you mentioned, I'm going to pull some of the quotes from our previous conversation that I wasn't able to, um, <laughs> um, uh, to, to pull back out. Uh, but um, you, you talked about love and, and this can go in so many different aspects and go in as far as uh, what you mentioned earlier, how uh, God has put you in a position to serve in the way that you do to show those that you're serving how much he loves them. Right. Um, and then even in this capacity of how when we are obedient um, and, and God pro provides or he um, he opens up those avenues for us to do things because he loves us. Mm, right. Yeah. And so uh, one quote that you say, you said love will make you do radical things. Mm. I love that you said that uh, <laughs> because I feel like that's what God did when yeah. Jesus when he sent Jesus, yeah. you know, when Jesus died on the cross for us, that was, that was a radical move, yeah. you know, and simply because he loved us. Um, now, as far as in you serving um, outside of the four walls, uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the love that has been, been developed in your heart or the love that has been established in your heart in regards to the people that you're serving. Yeah. Well, so I feel like initially at the beginning of anyone's faith walk, I think it starts with God you fall in love with God mm -hmm. because you're, you come to realize how much you're loved by him. Mm -hmm. And so it comes like now everything that you do, it's not to please or keep a smile on God's face or to make sure that he still loves you or to mm -hmm. like my, my dad on the side of the road, alcoholic to 21, raised a beer up and said, if you're real God. And on that night, God spoke to him in his truck side of the road in his truck. Wow. God, God's presence filled the truck covered him like a mantle and spoke these three words that said, I love you. And when God spoke, I love you, he was saying, I've, I've always loved you. And there's nothing you can do from this point on that. I will love you anymore to make mm. me love you anymore. And so initially, like he was speaking to my dad, and this is what I think it's so important for anyone's faith walk to step into these, this reality mm -hmm. of first, you're not earning, you're not doing this to earn God's love That's good. for you. You are already completely so, so loved that you have to share it. Yeah. Like you have such an abundance of, of an identity secured in who you are in him that you have to share this love. And then all of a sudden that love begins to overflow and you don't even realize it. You're not even conscious or aware of different things that you're doing to your neighbors or to people, yeah. how you're serving each other yeah. and, and forgiving and loving. And, and then the world is the one that comes to you and says, what is it about you? Like you're yeah. not wearing some, you know, t-shirt right. that is saying I'm a Christian. Yeah. It's just your actions are speaking so loudly That's about good. who, who it has kept you, who you belong to. Yeah. And so I think it's so important to understand who you belong to. Um, before you go out and try to offer that, offer God and offer um, Christianity, that, that relationship with God to other people. And from that platform, I think you become radical yeah. in the way that God was radical with Jesus and Jesus was his first son. Yeah. But now we're his children I as well. It. And I so God will not hold his children back from harm, from yeah. sickness, from from trials and circumstances and valleys he's actually sending us into those yeah. areas and sending us into those places because mm -hmm. that's where the greatest need for, for sure. him is and so 
If God didn't keep his son off the cross, then why are we expecting such a comfortable, easy existence as a Christian, as yeah. a child of God? Yeah, that's really good. And, and even as you were, um, you were just talking there, um, it actually connected with another um, thought that you shared before. Um, and you were saying that basically you cannot begin to discover what life is about until you first open up and give your heart to God. Mm, you yeah. know, just really seek God. That. Yeah, you said that. I'm telling you, you had a lot of, girl, you had a lot of fire from the last <laughs> conversation. Um, I was just jotting down the notes and... Um, and, and that was really um, that was really kind of eye opening for me as well. And it really just gave me some some confirmation, and affirmation about where I am with God right now and just um, opening myself more to him just to get an understanding more of his heart, yeah. you know, and just in knowing him. So um, I, I actually uh, prayed uh, about a few days ago um, and just asked guys like, God, how like I know that you love me. I know that you are good. I know that you're faithful. Uh, but there is something that I feel like there is a disconnect um, mm. and not necessarily God disconnected from me, but there's something that's, that's kind of hindering me from being able to really see your heart yeah. um, and not necessarily looking for God's like his heart in doing things, but it's just more so of um, the fulfill. There's a void. That's what it is. There was a void mm. that I felt was there. And I know logically that, you know, as I read the word, as I listen to messages and I know God that he's the only one that can fill the void, but yeah. what is it that I am missing? That's not that I'm that's that's preventing creating me. it. Yes. Creating the void, yeah. You know? And so I was just like, God, I want to know more. So I just had this desire to jump into the book of John. And, um, and so, um, I can't remember who I was speaking with, um, but it may have been you. I don't know. It <laughs> may have been someone else. Um, but, um, basically the thought that I got or the, the response that I got was that um, if I really wanted to know God's heart, um, it was uh, to, to dive into know and to get to know more about Jesus, right? Mm. Because Jesus is God, right? Yeah. He sent his son um, to be uh, the, the example of his love for us and then also to be the example for us to be able to live. Yeah. Um, but if we really wanted to know God, um, read the word about Jesus and we'll understand his heart, yeah. you know? So yeah. I started diving into the book of John and I, I haven't been able to get past the first two chapters yet because it's so good, yeah. you know? And <laughs> wow, I get awesome. excited because, um, how the word just, um, elaborates on that Jesus is, is life, yeah. right? He is the light of yeah. the world in this darkness. You know, um, he is, um, he is the breath that, you know, that is in our body. He is the reason why we are here. Yeah. You know, he is the word that was spoken that gave us life, yeah, you know? So yeah. it's just like, somebody get excited right now. Just going <laughs> deep into that. Um, but I love when you said that you said you cannot begin to discover what life is about until you first open up and give your heart to God. Yeah. And I think that giving your heart to God is wanting to know more of his heart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, so that's, that's, I, I love that. So with that thought, um, me just kind of, um, regurgitating what you said, what are your, how do you, how do you feel? What are your thoughts so on that? My heart or what I've discovered and one of my favorite quotes now, right now in this year that mm -hmm. I've, I, I, I heard a year ago and it's still resonating in my mind and God's unwrapping it in deeper ways, but you will experience God to the level that you express him. Mm -hmm. And that one quote for me, I feel like something that there's a disconnect in the Christian faith because we have someone 
Someone told us that our faith should be private. Someone told us that our, our faith was personal. Someone told mm -hmm. us that, that it was something that you, you don't share. You, don't all, mm -hmm. you, know, it's, you, can, you can share your favorite food and talk about your favorite sport and your favorite song, and your, but not your favorite Jesus. Wow. Not Jesus, wow. not your, your, your favorite guy, the yeah. one that's the lover of your soul. Yeah. And so somehow we have become silent in our faith and not wanting to, to intrude, mm. but... Would you ever imagine a doctor feeling of not wanting to intrude into your wound? Wow. Like that would be, it would, wow. I don't care how painful this is. You're trying to heal me. And yeah. so even when it hurts and even, and so if we understand in God's heart, I feel like the, sometimes people say that in America, they feel that God is not as real or as visible. Mm -hmm. And the only reason he's not as visible is because we have put our faith on the shelf. That's and I think at the, to, so to the level that you express God, and oh, expressing God doesn't mean you have to carry your Bible under your arm in public places, wear Christian shirts, yeah. um, stand on a street <laughs> corner, you know, yell yeah. at some people, yeah. whatever. It doesn't mean that. You don't have to. It, sometimes it just means exactly like you're saying, study the life of Jesus yeah. and how did he love and approach people. Yeah. He approached them with such a love that he could walk away and they would, they would, they, they were so changed and so transformed that they would come after him. To, to want to know the truth. Indeed. Wait a minute. Why did you just love me like that? Yeah. Why did you just accept me like that? Who are you mm -hmm. to forgive? Who, who is this yeah. that this, you know, that, that I'm discovering my heart recognizes you. And so I feel like we as Americans need to push beyond that concept and fight that belief because it. that is, that is one of the biggest lies that has hurt the Christian church yeah. in America and it yeah. is to make your faith private. Wow. And thank you so much for sharing that because that is that is definitely um, a thought that I've I've been pondering a whole lot, um, especially being um, in the in the, the arena that I work in. Um, I work in the media industry um, mm -hmm. or, or my the university that I work at um, is strictly towards like media and you know entertainment and whatever. And, um, and there has times I've been in conversations with people and, you know, uh, it is crazy how sometimes people can be so expressive about so many things. Uh, but as soon as you mention Jesus, it's just like, oh, well, maybe you should kind of like pull back on that a little bit yeah. because you don't really want um, anyone to say anything. And I remember having a conversation with, uh, with, a, with a friend of mine and, and I basically I told him I was like, I, 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 I dare not not share my faith, yeah. you know, uh, because. I know who saved me, mm. you know, I know who keeps me, yeah. you know, my job is not my provider. Mm. It is the provision that God has given me. Right. But That's God true. is my provider. Yeah. So the job is not, I'm not worried about losing the job or getting in trouble, yeah, you know, because if it takes for me to share the gospel with someone so that their soul can be saved, that's what I'm for. Yeah. You know? So I love that you, you mentioned that because I also think that has a lot to do with the servanthood outside of the four walls because it's easy to talk to another believer yeah. about our faith. Yeah. Right. But once we get on our job, that's literally where the work needs to be done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, um, it makes me, and any so many thoughts just come because I remember I used to work for a Florida hospital because Florida hospital, um, it is a Christian establishment. Um, and so, um, of course, there we can easily talk about Jesus on the job. We even had moments of where every Monday it was called Energizers, but basically it was just a devotional. So I remember being at that job for like three years, right? Loved it. God was just, just using me in such a, an amazing way. Yeah. 
And then I remember when I ended up having to leave that job and I had to actually go into um, what we call, quote unquote, a secular industry, right, which is the job that I work in now. And of course, the platform is different. You know, like I said, I had that yeah. conversation and, um, and I remember God was just letting me know um, that it's just as easy to share the gospel as it was when you were at Florida Hospital, mm. because it's all about your desire to do my will. You know, yeah. and so that's me stepping outside of those the comfort of Florida Hospital where I can freely talk about God. Right now, going into an industry of where people are hesitant of, and their apprehensions about hearing about God. Mm. You know, but at the same time, this is what it means to go outside of those four walls and to serve where there is darkness. Yeah. You know, and you are the vessel where that brings needed. the light. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a there's a quote, and I'm not knocking the church because I also believe that. We grow in community. Yes, and for that certain, community. For so maybe I, I love that I heard this pastor say that we don't maybe you're not going to church for you. Maybe you're going to church for everyone around you in your life mm. that doesn't go to church. Yeah. And so you're coming to, to be fed and filled up so yes. that you can go out and feed the multitudes. Yes. And so you're just picking up your portion so that you can go and share it. Ooh, so that's, that's what going to church is about. For me, I feel that's so so I'm not knocking it, but at some point I love this quote also that says that that at some point the church has become, we were called to be light in the darkness, but we've become a collection of light bulbs. Mm. And so many times we want to be around people that agree with us yes. and people that yes. are going to support us and encourage us. And, and we're so at the center of it. And we're drawing from so many wells of yeah. affirmation yeah. that if, if you, um, I just heard this quote and it's so amazing. It's something about if you are looking for, uh, if you are shaped, if your confidence is mm -hmm. shaped by the, the encouragement of another, then it will also be your demise by the criticism. Oh, man. So if we are trying to draw our confidence, and, and, and so that's why Christians want to be around Christians and yeah. people that support them and believe in them and look like them and talk like them, and, but that's not where you're needed. Yeah. You're not needed there. So there's something refreshing when you are about your father's business, so which Jesus, I mean, he went to the synagogues also. He didn't yeah. reject or deny them, right? but he was in the streets. He yes. was found with the, with the sinners. He was yes. found with the people that needed him most yeah. also. And so I think there's something refreshing for the Christian faith, when someone chooses to make their faith public mm -hmm. and and that and, and go into a place that is actually that your faith is needed. Yeah. So your light is needed and then making it public, all of a sudden you become that refuge, that city on a hill that people yeah. are drawn to so that you can offer them and point them to Jesus. I love it. That was all of that was good. And pick up your portion and go out. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. That's going to be something I'm going to say to the people. I'm just, your, listen. When you walk through the church door, just get, just here to get my portion. Listen, and I'm <laughs> to going share out. it. That's important though. Yeah. I love that. Pick up your portion and go out. And that makes you not go to church for you. Right. So you're not even there like to criticize the people around you I or the music it. or the this. You're literally there saying, God, feed me, yeah. translate. If the pastor is talking funny, if the worship is whatever, if there's distractions, yeah. Holy Spirit, translate Love what it. you want me to get because Love I'm it. here for my portion. So it's literally you and God, even though you're in a community setting. And maybe you're supposed to share your portion with someone next to you on the pew. I love it. I love it. All of that is so good. Like that is, that is what servanthood beyond the wall is all about. Like the four walls, that's what it's all about. Um, just being available to receive what God 
has for you. The word, I love how you use that translate. God translated so that I can get what I need for whoever it is that needs it. Yeah. You know, um, I was talking with, um, with, with one of my um, mentors um, the other day, actually uh, did an interview with her about prayer and, um, and she was just, you know, diving into um, how her and her husband approach prayer. Mm-hmm. And she said that they got to the point to where they literally, um, they, they told God, we're going to make this covenant with you that we're not just going to go into prayer for ourselves, right? We're, because we know mm-hmm. that if we take care what you have for us to take care of, you're going to take care of us. Yeah. So when we go into prayer, we want to pray for others. Mm-hmm. And, it, and when she told me that, it, it did, a lot of stuff started making more sense because um, there will be times I will reach out to her and say, hey, you know, you know, could you be praying with me in regards to this? And her response will be so loving. Like I would just almost just like tears of joy would just almost <laughs> come out. Um, but she will always say, Satilia, we love praying for you. We, it will be our honor to pray for you. You know, and I've never had anybody say that before. Yeah. You know, I've heard people say, yeah, I'll pray for you. Yeah, I'm praying with you, whatever. But no, like there was an wow. excitement and a oh. joy. And it, we love praying for you. We were thinking about you yesterday. And, and, wow. and it just blew my mind because I was like, God, what in the world? Like, <laughs> wow. But now I understand because yeah. that is their heart's desire, yeah. you know, to pray and to see God move in the lives of other people. Wow. Um, and so that just makes what you just said about pick up your portion and go out because God has something to do through you for Mm -hmm. someone else, you know, and that should be our joy and our excitement. Um, as far as just like just being servants of God, you know, and also not just being servants of God, but being, um, co-laborers, you know, saying, Hey, I get to do this with Jesus, man. Like Jesus want to do something amazing and he lets me be a part of it. Yeah. It's something that God's including us in. And there's this, you know, this underlying question. So I always like to play like the, Jared! (laughs) (laughs) My gosh! That is my husband. This is quite an uh, interlude. uh, interlude. It's okay. It's okay. And I am not going to cut that out because I love this. I love the the moments. I love it. Um, And what was I saying? We were talking about... um, What were we talking about? The last um, thought was um, doing, like, serving, like, what we do and allowing God to use us. Okay, so, yes. oh, so the, playing the devil's advocate, why does God need us? Hmm. Why does he need us? Hmm. And I was asking God this kind of after the, this past sermon, and I was just thinking in my head, that's what people could, you know, well, why does God need us so much to build his kingdom in this mm-hmm. world? And God longs to be known. So the verse in, I don't know if it's John 14, that says that this is eternal life, that you would know the one true God and his son, Jesus Christ, so that you would know. So God, we serve a God that wants to be known. Mm -hmm. So he is not hiding. He's not disguising himself in these aloof philosophical debates. And and he he wants to be known. He's on your doorstep. He's Mm -hmm. knocking on your door. Mm -hmm. And so God wants to be known. And when we are co-laborers with Mm -hmm. Jesus, we are discovering his heart while we serve alongside of him. We're learning about him. He's lit- while, when we experience the Holy Spirit reaching through us and using our hands and, and speaking the words that he would speak into someone's pain and someone's failure. Yeah. Like what, what would God say in this moment? And when you lend God your voice to speak into someone's failure and you feel nothing but this, this flood of grace and compassion and yeah. love and forgiveness, you're yeah. like, my God, this is how you feel in failure. Yeah. When we fail you, this is what you feel. 
And so we're discovering his heart as we co-labor with him. So as we express him, as we sign up and say, here's my time and here's my body and here's my voice and here's my eyes and my ears. Yeah. I want to be used by you. Yeah. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm alive in this short time sp time span of life. I want to walk through the door that says I am totally surrendered yeah. and I am not going to turn to any other provider yeah. or any other security. I'm totally surrendered to what you have for me. Yeah. And so when we do that, I think we, he becomes known to us. Yeah. And so God is longing to include us in his story because yeah. he, wants to be, he wants to unwrap himself to us. So While we are sharing it with the world, he's literally in our hearts showing us new revelations of who he is. That's good. New revelations of who he is. I love that. And, and, and God wants to show us that. Like he, yeah. he wants us to see that. Yeah. I, I love it. Oh, that's so good. It's, it, I'm so many thoughts just like went through my head just then. <laughs> but they were good thoughts. They were definitely just moments that I, when you use the word, the specific word revelation, um, one thing that God gave me um, a while back, uh, we actually had um, Nick Vojkovic. Um, mm, yes, yeah, he, he visited and he spoke um, at the church. And, um, and that specific day, I felt like that weekend was just an amazing weekend. Uh, but that Sunday I was on my way back to church. Uh, we were preparing for his, for his service. Cause it was like a Sunday evening. Um, and so I was on my way back to church and, and God, uh, actually spoke to my heart in regards to his love for me and me, um, and his desire for me to know more of, uh, to have a clear understanding of my identity in him. Mm, right. Yeah. And so the thing that he shared with me was, and I love sharing this because it was just so life changing for me, but he, he basically said that, um, uh, once I get an understanding um, that uh, once I get an understanding of who I had created, I'm going to say this right. So basically well, to, to give you an understanding. So I, where I was, I had been struggling with some, with just understanding who I was in God. Yeah. Right. And so he was letting me know there was a person that you have already been ordained to be. Mm. And I established that in heaven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Once you get that understanding of my love and your identity of who you are in me, that's when that person will be manifest in the earth. Mm. That's when I will start walking it sense. out. Yes. I knew I was going to get it. Because it was so, I was like, because the way that he gave it, it was like, wow, yeah, like, it was so profound. Yeah. And it's amazing because your identity is established in him. Yes. And so one of the, like the things that I love being able to like tell people is that I am not doing this so that God will love me more yeah. or so that I am securing my place in heaven. I'm not auditioning for a place in heaven and trying to prove myself to right. God that I am worthy of being his child, that I'm yeah. worthy of being his bride, that I'm worthy of being his body. I'm not trying to... I think Harper was crying. Oh, Harper yeah. was just crying. Another interruption by my <laughs> husband. Strike two. <laughs> About to strike out. <laughs> Um, just kidding. Um, and so when, when we understand who we are in him, that's when we truly have this security where we can now give everything away yeah. because none of this yeah. defines me. Yeah. None of, I'm not defined by any, I'm not defined by, by people's rejection. I'm not defined by my own failures, right. nothing else, but God's words and God's heart defines who I am. Indeed. And so we have this um, place of security where we're not afraid to mess up. We're not right. afraid to fail. We're not right. afraid to stumble. We're not, because we know that we know God's heart. We know who we are in him. And we know that he's going to be right there to pick us back up and say, let's keep going. Yeah. And so there's an amazing, and, and that goes tying into the name of this podcast of your 
ministry is flourishing in grace and yeah. grace is is to understand something that you never deserved and you'll never deserve grace yeah. is something you'll never deserve mm -hmm. and when we understand grace is a person so the simple concept of yeah. grace is Jesus himself That's because good. Jesus who deserved the son of God to yeah. come and lay his life down to leave the throne and be born in a manger no one deserved yeah. that so grace is something that you will never deserve and yeah. so we need to stop trying to earn it and work for God and and start working with him and it. be co-laborers with him yeah I love it and and this is all of this is just so good and, and we can definitely go on and on for like a long time um, and this could we can have like three or four Lots parts more to this. Robert, rabbit so, trails. <laughs> but it's so good because they all lead back to Jesus. And that's yeah. the that's the point. Right. You know, and we're getting to that uh, the place to where we're understanding um, what we need, um, you know, and what it is that God has for us. And 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 even when it comes to just seeking his heart, yeah. you know, um, and so but you've you've given me so much content. You've given the listener so much content. Um, I'm telling you, like I said, you just and you gave me so many different nuggets that were not included in the first <laughs> recording that we did. Um, well, but maybe there'll be more static. Come back again. <laughs> Third try. <laughs> but I love it, though, because this is the reason why I wanted to have the conversation with you, because, um, again, just even even getting to know you in the time that I spend in Guatemala, um, it was like these are the type of people. Um, and when I say these, you are, are <laughs> like the type of person um, that I've been praying for God to really just, uh, place in my life because mm -hmm. there is just something, um, that I was just seeking God for. And I know that there was something greater that he had, uh, for me, you know, and sometimes it takes for him to place you in the atmosphere of people who, um, have served in those capacities that you have a desire because for years I had a desire for, to, to do like a mission trip. I never knew what that looked like. You know, I saw on TV what, you know, people talked about and people going into different countries and, yeah. you know, serving and being the hands and feet of Jesus. But I never actually had an opportunity to do it outside of the States. Mm. Right. Of course, because I've served in many capacities in the States. Yeah. Um, but it's just like actually stepping outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. And um, and that's basically what God was calling me to do. He was like, step outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. And he made the way so easy for me to get there. At first, I thought it was going to be difficult, but um, I'm glad that he opened the door to to allow me to go on my first mission trip and for it to be with faith in action. Mm. Um, it was a great opportunity for me to see what it was to actually live a life, um, you know, of faith in action, mm. you know, yeah. and, and you guys are, are, are amazing. Um, your parents are amazing. You and Jared are amazing. And um, I am honored that I have an opportunity to be in relationship with you you know, and to, to, to learn, um, what I have learned, yeah. you know, so, um, well, like I, I said, like the honor is mine, <laughs> but, but thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. What, you oh, I just want to say one last thing. Yeah. Just the, so missions is so important mm -hmm. to your neighborhood and in your street and, and your school and your workplace. Mm -hmm. The, but why is third world missions or missions overseas also important to allow to play a key role in growing your faith mm -hmm. and I believe that again like you were saying like you step into out of your comfort zone that means that you're vulnerable and when yeah. you're vulnerable you're exposed your heart is on the table yeah. your everything all, all your concepts of what you have decided success looks like and happiness looks like and purpose looks like and and all of that is now open for for God to reinterpret things so in your life that maybe you need to come home and you're not called to to missions overseas but 
when you went overseas and signed up and said, God, speak to me here, God was able to rewrite and redefine some things that had become distorted over time. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I feel like there's such an important key to third world missions. And it's, it's so much more than, than about your money and, and, and mm -hmm. um, you know, checking off a yeah. box. or yeah. it's, allow, it's stepping into a place of vulnerability so that your heart is exposed to, to everything that God wants to speak to you. So good. Goes back to that thing of, of love will make you do radical things. Yeah. The love of yeah. God and the love of people. Um, and that's one thing I love about Church in the Sun. Um, that is their mission. Love God, love people, and affect the world. Mm. You know? And yeah. so I'm all in for that. And yeah. um, I just want to say thank you so much for uh, gracing uh, the Flourish and Grace podcast. Thank you, you for know, having me. With your, second your time. Presence. I know, right? You know, second time around. Like I said, we probably have like a part two hey. because the first episode that we I'll just say it. Part two of Flourishing Grace, Boom. Servanthood. What is it called? Servanthood Beyond the Four Walls. <laughs> <laughs> but before I do go, I do want to ask this because I, I, I think that this is, this is definitely um, a great way to close it out. But uh, just thinking about your journey, of course, your parents started this, this whole thing. God gave them the vision, gave them the, the dream. Um, they jumped out and they did it wholeheartedly. And it's been mm -hmm. amazing. Um, you um, and your husband are taking up the mantle. Uh, but of course, you have baby Harper. You have that yeah, beautiful yeah. Uh, little girl um, that's that's going to potentially follow in your footsteps. So yeah. if you could leave anything for Harper, like if she was to go back and listen to this years later, um, what would you encourage her or how would you encourage her? Oh, my goodness. I'm looking at Harper now. So. <laughs> um, how would I encourage her? I think I would... I would say that whatever you give to God, you'll never regret. Mm -hmm. And so I think no matter what that looks like in the smallest steps of obedience to the greatest steps of obedience, whatever you give to God, whatever you trust God with in your life and with your time and with your everything that sums up your life, um, you'll never regret. And we'll close it there because that was good. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. For more messages of hope, love, and truth, you can find us at flourishingrace.com. You can also connect with us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for the username at flourishingrace. Be sure to share this podcast with someone you love or even someone you just met. We always want you to remember this. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is life. And he loves you. God bless you.